Hi, I'm David. And I'm Erin. And this is the Travel Bros. Before we start off this episode, we have an important announcement. So our sponsor for today is Podscribe. Uh, Podscribe makes it very easy to transcribe any of your podcast episodes. So if you want to have your podcast transcribed, Podscribe is for you. They've made it so easy for us and Aaron and I will actually get an email just within 30 minutes of uploading our podcast episode. So Podscribe can also embed the transcript onto your website. If you have a podcast or you like to start one, we would highly encourage you to use Podscribe. So this is the most important thing, guys. If you say you came from the Travel Bros and sign on for one year, you'll receive your entire backlog transcribed. Do not miss out. Say you came from the Travel Bros. So this is really, really great. Podscribe is incredible. And if you'd like to check out their website, you can simply type podscribe.ai into any search engine. So thank you so much, Podscribe, for helping us with our transcripts. Okay, so let's just jump right into our fun fact about Italy because our episode is actually about Italy and I actually went to Italy um, a couple years ago and Aaron has not been but we are still going to talk about it because it's an amazing country. So fun fact, the Hotel Daniele in Venice is one of the fanciest hotels in all of Italy. I was actually in Venice and we met Joel Osteen who is one of the most famous pastors in the world. If you don't know, he actually runs one of the biggest churches called Lakewood Church in Houston where we live, but he is extremely famous. He has his own TV channel and Sirius XM channel. And he was actually staying here at this hotel, the Hotel Daniele in in Venice. Venice is a truly gorgeous place to visit. I would highly recommend it if you are in Italy. So... Aaron, I mean, I'm not surprised that a super rich, famous guy stayed at one of the fanciest hotels, are you? (laughs) No, I am not. But especially I'm not surprised because it is a really famous, like, pastor. And he works for the biggest church in the entire city of Houston and maybe even the entire state of Texas. And he, I know he's pretty famous from the entire United States, but it doesn't surprise me that somebody who is very Christian and very wealthy would go to Venice and stay in a very nice hotel because we got to keep in mind the Vatican is also where the Pope is. And so a lot of very religious Christians take their vacations or take their business trips in Italy. Yeah. So when I was in Italy, one of the most gorgeous places I went was called Florence. Now, Florence is in the region of Tuscany, and both both Tuscany and Florence are extremely famous. So among many other places, Florence is something that you really just can't describe in words. The old designs are something that you rarely get to see anywhere nowadays, unless you go to a place like Florence. We were there, we went around the city, had some lunch, saw super famous statues, and you can't forget about gelato, which, by the way, later in this episode, I will definitely talk to you about. Something else to mention is that there's no Italian food nearly as good in the world as food from Italy. If you went to Italy, you would definitely understand what I mean. Um, Another gorgeous city in Italy is Rome. One of the most famous things about Rome is the Colosseum, which I was fortunate enough to get to go visit when I was in Italy. It's one of the oldest and biggest amphitheaters in the world that was ever, ever built. There were wild animal fights that took place there, and it's just truly spectacular getting to go now. This is 
for sure a must visit if you ever go to Italy. And yes, I'm sure that you've heard of the Colosseum because it's extremely famous. David, that's incredible. I honestly, if I ever go to Italy, the Colosseum is definitely something that I'll have to do. But something that people don't really take in consideration or don't really think about when they're flying is, you know, they always think about their destination, but they never think about how they're going to get there. And, you know, it's a saying, the journey is is supposed to be better than the destination or just as good as the destination. And so that kind of Getting there is half the fun. Exactly. And so that just kind of ties together what we're about to talk about next, which is the airports. So the Rome airport, I believe this is how it's pronounced. Um, you, anybody can correct us later on, but the Fuimicino is the largest airport in Italy. The majority of the planes that fly in and out of this airport are Air Italian flights. So this airport is also responsible for the most traffic and crowds in the country. Many choose to fly in this location because it is most convenient to the airport. It is the most convenient airport to Rome, which is the largest city in Italy. The Fuimicino Airport takes flights from all over the world, and inside the airport, there is an abundance of lounges. The Milan Malpensa Airport, I believe that's how it's pronounced, anybody can correct me later on, as I said before, is the second busiest airport in Italy and is unique because the area around the airport is surrounded by water. So it's kind of like if any of you guys have ever been to the LaGuardia Airport in New York um, or New Jersey, I'm not quite sure where it is, but it's kind of surrounded by water when you fly in, which is really cool. And this airport is less modern than the first airport that I mentioned, but still, nevertheless, it is incredible. Even though I only mentioned two airports, there are several others, probably like 20 other airports, commercial airports in Italy. So, David, what do you think about the airports in Italy? And if it was your choice, which one would you fly into? Yeah, so probably the first one. But when we flew into Rome, I don't remember the exact airport. It was a couple of years ago, but I probably stayed at or flew into that one, if that's the one that you said is the most convenient. Yes. And by the way, if you hear me naming a bunch of cities I went to, I just want to let you know the reason we went to so many places in Italy is because if you're in Italy, you can't go to like one city because then you're going to get all the way back to where you live, in our case, Houston, and you're going to be like, wow, that was a waste of a trip. I spent so much money just being in one city. So that's why you'll hear me saying I was in all these cities because we really wanted to make the most out of being in Italy, which is something that's like a very rare experience. Um, so yeah, Anna, to answer your question though, I would choose the first airport. What about you? I completely agree. I like larger airports that are more convenient to big cities. And so, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. And I would definitely choose the first Rome airport. Okay. Yeah. So something else that I got to do when I was in Italy was take a train. So there's these huge train stations in Italy that have so many trains that take you all throughout the country. Uh, so when I got there, we had lunch at one of the restaurants and waited for our train to arrive. I don't want to scare you. This was amazing. But you always want to be aware of your surroundings while in these train stations and just in general in Italy because there are thugs that want to pickpocket you throughout the entire country. So you always just want to be aware. Um, so as I said, this goes for Italy, not just the train stations, but going back to the trains. We ended up taking the train and seeing gorgeous views of Italy along the way. Now also, how could I talk about Italy and not even mention the wineries? So even though I'm 15, I'm not able to drink yet. One of the prettiest in the 
one of the prettiest wineries in the world. I can't even describe how pretty it is. I've been to in Italy and it's called Antinori Winery. It's so pretty. I honestly, I can't even describe it. There are these gorgeous wooden staircases that loop around the entire building. Uh, this is definitely a must visit if you're in Italy and especially if you love drinking wine like my family. And even though I'm not legal drinking age yet, I still had an amazing time at this winery. But something else, believe it or not, this even sounds weird for me to be saying out loud, I'll legally be able to drink in Italy in less than a year because the drinking age there is only 16. I mean, just saying that out loud, like, Aaron, I'll be able to go to a winery and drink the wine in Italy in less than a year. Just saying that out loud sounds weird. Like, don't you think? That's crazy, David. I mean, when you really think about it, it's crazy how different countries like Italy have a drinking age of 16. And then we're over here. 21 for some random reason it's 21 i don't know i'm kidding (laughs) but i don't know why they chose 21 in the united states i don't know what's so special about that number um because other countries like i heard um countries in other countries in europe i think uh dutch countries some some of the dutch countries have actually put their drinking age at 25 but that's actually for a reason because generally you're brain stops like um growing when you at turn 25 around 25 yeah right but in the u.s it doesn't make any sense 21 is so random it's either make it 18 or make it 21 like something like that i don't know but it's just a little random uh, yeah i i also want to say i heard someone um say i think it was her name's lexi shout out to lexi if you're listening to this because she listens to her podcast um that in the u.s the drinking age is higher Excuse me. Yeah, the U.S. the drinking age is higher than everywhere else in the world, but the driving age is lower. So it's kind of switched with the rest. We longer to drink, earlier to drive. And I just want to say, I don't think that 16 is too young to drive. I really do not. But I just feel the need just to point that out. It's like switched throughout the rest of the world, which uh, I think is really interesting. Yeah, it's really really interesting how it's different and such close countries because I said before as I said before some of the countries in Europe have a drinking age of 25 and then there you go with Italy with 16 which is a full nine years younger but I would rather be able to drink I mean excuse me drive than drink I completely agree okay so we are going to move on so Aaron talk about cruise ships in Italy because that is I also got the chance to go on one of those when I was in Italy and it is one of the (laughs) best things about Italy. So you can keep, you can talk about that. Absolutely. So trains and planes aren't the only passenger transportation in Italy. Incredible cruises also sail out of this gorgeous country. Royal Caribbean's Rhapsody of the Seas sails out of it, sails out of Italy. And many of their other ships sail through the Italian coastline and islands for beautiful cliff sides and beaches. One of the most popular Italian islands is called Capri Island. The water at this destination is gorgeous and the sand is white and soft. Capri has many hotels and resorts, along with ferries and island tours. Cliff diving is a very, very popular activity amongst vacationers at Capri Island. And some of the cliffs are even taller than 100 feet, which is crazy. If you aren't that type of person, you can just go inside some of the caves and see all of the amazing crystals and rock formations. The Capri, this Capri Island is a must if you ever travel to Italy. 
David, would you rather go on a cruise out of Italy or go to Capri Island? Both sound absolutely amazing. But Aaron, I mean, come on, why are you asking me this? I think we both know the answer. Cruise, <laughs> obviously. What about you? Um, actually, David, I agree with you on this one, um, but it just kind of depends the cruise ship and it also depends the cruise line because I definitely have favorites, but 90% of the time I would choose the cruise over the incredible luxury resort island. Like I'm looking at Capri Island. It looks amazing. And I, I mean, it just looks absolutely amazing. But if it was this or a cruise, I don't know. I like cruising a lot, mm. even though Capri Island looks just absolutely incredible. So now, now, David, I... Oh, yes. No, 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 you talk, you talk. Oh, I was just going to say that I know there's a, an abundance of great activities and transportation throughout Italy, but I just want to know what's with the food there and the ice cream and the desserts and all that. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So I saved the best thing for last. One of the best things for last, gelato. Nothing in the world compares to Italian gelato. So now when we were in Italy, we had gelato all the time, probably every day, which is totally normal. And I mean all the time. We ate at this incredible gelato company, not sponsored by them, we promise, called Grom. Uh, Grom gelato was amazing. They had so many different flavors, and it was just absolutely incredible. Now, something really cool to mention is that there's an Italian um, gelato company called Amarino Gelato. And there's a really, we live in Houston, there's a really kind of luxury upscale area in Houston called the River Oaks District, where they have Amarino Gelato. And it's amazing. I had no idea that they were even in Italy. So I looked up, you know, trying to find the name of Grom, and I looked it up and I saw Amarino. And at first I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's probably just, probably the same name. Maybe it's like some Italian name. But then I saw the cup and it had the same logo on the cup. So I'm like, yep, that's the same company. So it's really cool to mention that Amarino is in Houston, Texas, and it's in Italy. Um, so Aaron, before I move on to my next part about gelato, what do you think of that? The fact that we have an Italian, a true authentic Italian ice cream or gelato chain in our city. David, I think that's incredible. And if I wasn't on this diet that I've been on for a couple, for like almost a full year now, I would definitely go to it like today. But the, I, I have to mention that that's not the only true Italian brand that's in Houston. And we may have talked about this on some of our other episodes or maybe one of our other episodes, but, um, we have Minuti Coffee, which is some a place that I really want to go to with you. I've had it uh, one or two times before. And everything there, it's a, an Italian-based brand, and everything there comes straight from Italy. So it's I, I really think it's amazing when you really have these chains that come from the country, that like it's the type of food that it comes from that exact type of country, the brand, because it just feels more authentic when you're having it. Yeah, so I want to say, like, I love coffee, honestly. I love coffee so much. But a couple of years ago when I was in Italy, I was I was young. I didn't really drink coffee. But at the airport heading back to Houston, my mom was like, I haven't had, like, authentic oh, – she wanted Italian espresso. I don't know if she probably had it. But we waited in line for over 30 minutes, paid $6, 6 U.S. dollars, and they gave us probably half an inch of coffee. And my mom was like, what? Half an inch of – espresso after waiting like almost 40 minutes in line and it just really shows italian coffee which is amazing but it's in very high demand there and exactly. there's clearly not enough of it for people or they just charge you way too much <laughs> so even aside from gelato one of the restaurants 
that I went to, get this, you're going to need some time to process this, handmade individual pieces of pasta. I know, insane. Something that is just so not even heard of in the U.S. Um, something else in Italy, you should probably have a tour guide there because they will really make your experience in Italy the best it can be. Also, the drivers there, this was according to the guide, I'm not saying this, are terrible. So they'll definitely help with that too. Aaron, I mean, can you believe there's a restaurant that does that? I mean, makes individual pieces of pasta with their hand? I can't. I mean, I actually, I think that's really cool. And I think better quality pasta definitely comes from handmade pasta and not factory made pasta. Um, and I completely agree with you how it's really cool. But actually in Houston, there's one or two Italian restaurants that are really, really good. I've actually been to one of them. That's Carabas. Uh, no, no. Carabas um, is amazing though. It's one that is, it's one fairly new one that came out like a year ago or something and they make their own handmade pasta and they give you their entire restaurant is based off of pasta and so they give you a variety it's handmade and it's delicious it's the best pasta in houston if i ever if it comes to me later if the name comes to me i'll absolutely say it but i honestly from experience i can definitely back that up that handmade pasta tastes better yeah yeah, first of all, I couldn't agree with you more. But second of all, I just realized something. For our listeners listening, you've probably heard of Carabas because as far as you guys know, it's a chain, which is not true. It is a chain, but there's the original Carabas that is actually in Houston on a street called Kirby, and their menu is almost completely different than a normal Carabas that y'all have heard of. So that's why I said Carabas. Normally, I would not think a chain is one of the best Italian places, but the original Carabas on Kirby definitely is one of my favorites. So Aaron, talk about the canals in Venice, because that is one of the things that really draws people to Italy. Absolutely. So if you ever go to Venice, you cannot miss out on the incredible canals. The canals of Venice go right through the city near large buildings and bridges. Even if you can't swim in the canals, which you can't because I'm not quite sure if it's illegal or people or it's just like really gross. Um, but since you can't swim in the canals in the city, you still get to go through large buildings and under bridges on a boat, which is incredible. So the water is really, really pretty. And as I said before, you can't swim in it because it probably has a lot of chemicals in it um, because it's in the middle of a city. And so, you know, it's just not very safe to, but it still offers an abundance of activities. So some of the main activities include canoeing, boat city tours, and even getting dropped off at a restaurant right off of the boat. So some people even fish in the canals, which in my opinion is the best part. Recently, due to the lack of people in Italy, dolphins and large fish and large fish have actually been spotted in the middle of the city, which was incredibly rare pre-COVID. So it's really, really cool to see how actual dolphins are swimming in the middle of a city, because I can't even imagine if I saw dolphins swimming in the middle of the Buffalo Bayou or Braves Bayou in Houston, because that would be insane. David, what do you think about how COVID is affecting the canals? Uh, I, I mean, I think there's good and bad. I think it's good that, you know, it's dolphins. But if you look at the entire city, I think it's bad because the tourism industry really is how Italy, is how Venice probably survives. So I, in general, I actually think it's really sad about how COVID mm -hmm. is hitting. But with this one factor, which is the dolphins, I think that's amazing. Um, and I also 
want to say, yeah, when I was in Venice, we did a gondola, which is like a type of boat where someone stands up at the front and kind of moves you. And it's just a really nice thing to do when you're in Italy. And it's kind of a must do. So I loved, I absolutely loved getting to talk about Italy. It's one of my favorite countries in the world. So I love getting to talk about it on a podcast. <clears throat> excuse me. And I, excuse me. And I want to say that we are having new cover art coming on soon. Aaron, you want to talk to our listeners a little bit about that before we end off our episode? Because that is very important. Absolutely. So an Instagram channel or an Instagram account is giving us a cover art. Obviously, it's not for free. We're paying for it. And we're also giving them a shout out on our Instagram. So if y'all would like to follow us to see who is creating our cover art, you can just follow our Instagram at the Travel Bros Official. But basically, our, we're super excited about our cover art because it is something that we've always wanted to have since the beginning of our podcast. We took a picture of ourselves. He's going to draw us and put us in front of a cruise ship, which we're really, really excited about. We're really excited to see how it's going to turn out. David, what are your thoughts on it? So excited. It's going to be ready by today, Aaron, because he actually, I'm looking at our DMs right now. He says it will be ready by tomorrow. Uh, but he is in like, I think India. He's in India. At, yeah. yeah. And this was at 3.46 a.m. So it's going to be ready by today, Aaron. I'm so I'm excited. I'm excited. So for our listeners, don't be like fooled. It's not a different podcast. It's the same podcast. We're just getting new cover art. So again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, peace.